I think you could have had a certain skill level back in 2000 that would not even be competitive today. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that. I think all the time, you know, I think you take, you know, Jim or I, or, you know, any a lot of like the modern day guys and put them back in like, you know, early 2000s. And it would be just fucking incredible. You know, I think we just we'd steamroll and run through everyone. We'd be like the god of fucking the <laughs> UFC. Everybody's been through it. They just don't like to talk about it. No. Yeah, I'll yeah. T- we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. Mind. Hell yeah. If you have a child, you've been shit on. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for tuning into the Jim Miller podcast. On today's episode, we have a 25 time UFC lightweight and future UFC Hall of Famer Joe Lozon on the podcast with us. Uh, we're going to get into a bunch of talk about MMA, uh, tell some stories uh, about coming up through the local scene, and uh, we get into a little bit of talk about parenting and, and uh, kind of the nitty-gritty of it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy. And yeah. we're live. We're live, <laughs> and there we go. Live from the mat. <laughs> Pat likes to uh, to set me up like that. Uh, hey guys, say <laughs> thanks for tuning into the Jim Miller podcast. Um, we got a cool show for you today. Um, we're joined by what are you? You're tied for of the night bonuses, right? Are you the? I think so. I think, I think I'm tied with Nate Diaz. Um, a guy that I've shared the octagon with twice, um, and. Uh, you know, another guy that's come up through the East Coast uh, MMA uh, from back in the old days of reality fighting, mass destruction, and stuff like that. Uh, Joe Lozon um, is here with us tonight, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the stuff that's going on. Um, we got fights coming up tomorrow night, and then uh, Joe just came back from a a, a really cool trip. Um, and we're going to try to get some stories out of them. Um, you know, we try to uh, give you guys a little bit of a, an inside look and, a, and an honest look um, at, you know, what it's like to be a fighter and, and uh, without the ego. Uh, although the old man's got quite the ego, but he's not a fighter. So uh, he hasn't even said hi to Joe well, yet today. Yeah. Well deserved. <laughs> what a douche. <laughs> I don't see him. What the hell? The only one who can see him is Pat, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I rigged, I rigged it that way, yeah. You're a douche. I'm yeah, so excited to be talking to Joe. Hi, Joe. How podcast. are you, bud? <laughs> this is just me and Joe. I've yeah, actually canceled yeah, really, you guys it, Yeah, we're, we're going to get cut out <laughs> of this real quick. It's candid. I can see that happening. Um, before we get into any things, um, I, I just want to uh, uh, you know, say something to the, the Hughes family. Um, you know, Matt Hughes was in an accident um, today, um, you know, and, and everybody's uh, – Everybody's kind of shocked by it, and, and hopefully he's 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 okay. I don't know much about it. I know that he got into a car accident uh, with a train, um, you know, and he was uh, airlifted to the hospital. And um, you know, we we uh, we hope he 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 comes through this and and uh, is all right. You know, it's uh, it's pretty rough. You know, life is crazy. Here's a guy that's uh, a legend and somebody that you know a lot of people in the in the sport look up to you know and, and uh you're driving and something happens do, uh, so. do, do we know too much about what happened I, I saw that there was some some kind of accident involving a train yeah yeah uh i guess he collided with the train or something like that um but uh you know of course there's 
there's people putting things up on Wikipedia that's getting pulled down because it's not true, and people are kind of being douchebags. Uh, people are such assholes. They are. They are. So, <laughs> so we're not going to jump to any conclusions, but uh, we we hope he's all right, and uh, you know we're we're thinking about him. Um, so there's uh, there's been a bunch of uh, overseas cards uh, lately, uh, and we got another one coming up tomorrow night uh, in Singapore. Um, main evented by Holly Holm and uh, Beth Coria. I think it's Besh, right? They pronounce it Besh. 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 Yeah. Um, now this is at 45s, right? Uh, I think so. It? I think yeah. that's what it's at. Yeah. I think, is this one of the, not one of the first fights, but there haven't been that many 35. fights at 145. I don't yeah, think. Or is it, it says 35 on the It says 35 on the, site, on the but website. You never know. That can be wrong. <laughs> um, I'll think that's old. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is, uh, Holm is, is, I mean, she came out, she, was destroying girls and and uh, you know destroyed Ronda and then she hit a she hit a tough patch, um, but she's super talented, you know she's uh she's very well rounded, um, you know she's just she's had I think she kind of had that I think she kind of had that style where she was really really long and she was really good mm -hmm. at using her, her reach, and I think she was kind of more of like a volume puncher yeah and I think it was working really well when people couldn't deal with her reach so well but. I think she just had a couple people that just, you know, they just went for it and gave her some trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, Corey, is, she's she's a scrapper herself, too. So it's um, it's definitely one of those fights that, that could, uh, you know, could steal the show. Um, you know, both of them are, are super talented, and, and uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a good one. Um, Arlovsky is fighting in the, in the co-main event. Here's a guy... Holy shit. I, <laughs> I don't even – when he was champ, I don't even think I was fighting yet. Yeah, dude, that was that was a long time yeah. ago. I'm trying to think. Arlovsky, UFC champ. That was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, what year did you back in the UFC? What's that? What year did you start in the UFC? I was uh, – I signed with the UFC in 08. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's been around. He's a – you know he's had some some tough patches uh, as of late. He's coming off a, a nice win, but uh, he started at UFC twenty eight twenty eight two thousand. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. That's impressive. He was extremely young, uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, to to deal with it that long. Now the thing is, is uh, how many how many UFC fights do you have on there, Pat? I didn't even see. Um, what are you at, Joe? You're at twenty five. I think I'm, I think I've had 25 or 26. I think yeah. you're one ahead of me. How yeah. many have you had? 26. You've had 12. Okay, so I think yeah. I'm 25 then. And I think the I, I believe the record is 27. I think it's uh, Mir, Hughes, and Bisbanger at 27. I believe. Do, um, do you feel old when people bring that up that you've had like almost as many fights as anyone? Because I know <laughs> I get a little bit, like not that bad, but a little bit when I'm th so thinking like I've had so many more fights than most guys on uh, you know on almost all the cards I'm on. Yeah, I I don't know if it, I, I've been able to stay in. That's the thing. Like, a lot of these guys, they end up they they're having patches where they take, you know, a year, eighteen months off. Uh, I think the longest layoff I've had in my career was eight months, something like that. Yeah, I think, um, I think uh, when I had ACL surgery, I was ten months. Yeah, and in hindsight, I probably rushed it a little bit, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I've been I've been pretty lucky to stay active. You know, just like you have. 
for yeah. y- for you guys who fight that actively, is ten months like an eternity not to fight? You losing your mind? It's a pretty long time. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. long time. Like I mean, I feel like 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 maybe two months after a fight, like I'm ready to go again. Like I'm I'm like chomping at the bit, you know. So yeah, that's that's ten months is an eternity for sure, for me at least. Yeah, I I don't even. I mean the that one that long that long break was um, between Cerrone and. Uh, What's his face? Uh, Dariush. And, uh, I th- yeah, I was nine. And I was <laughs> I was ready to fight in December, and I kind of got shelved. Uh, they're like, yeah, we're coming back to Jersey uh, in April, so we're going to we're gonna hold off until then. Son oh. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Made you wait an extra five months? <laughs> like an extra – I think it was an extra, like, three or four. I was like, oh, dude. Like, you got to be kidding me. It's nice to fight back home, but I would have like I would have tried to squeak one in and then yeah. fight again. Yeah, that time. that's that's what I w- I would have preferred, but yeah. uh, yep. uh, Joe wasn't having any of it. So yeah, um, it, it, it's got to be so tough when you're trying to schedule 450 fighters yeah. on a roster and try <laughs> to get everyone make sure everyone gets their fights, and that's got to be so frustrating and difficult to balance, especially with the way some of the fighters act, um, with you know being being little divas and stuff like that. Um, I, there's, there's definitely some, uh, I guess some guys that would probably be a bit more headache, uh, more of a headache than, than, than other guys, you know, <laughs> why are you looking at me? Cause you want me to spill their names out? <laughs> no, I'm expe- I was Cause then it can be you. my dad's the asshole. I was expecting See, he just said that, that that fighter's a, a dick bag cause yeah. he won't fight her. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. That's no, okay. but. Uh, I'll be the asshole for you, Jim. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> for me, you are. You're, you taught me, Dad. You taught me how to be an asshole. Um. Then we, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's what is it, Tybura? Tybura? Uh, I don't. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't really know too much about him. How many fights does he have in the UFC? Patrick. I'd never even heard of that guy. Tybura has Just had has a couple four. One, two, three, four fights in the UFC. Yeah. Um, Who did he lose to the first fight? He lost to Timothy Johnson on his first fight, and he's on a two-fight win streak. He beat uh, Victor Pesta and oh, Mar- three fights. Yeah, three fights. And uh, Luis Henrique. Okay. Wow, big step up. Well, I mean, Arlovsky, I think, uh, from what I, if my memory serves me, looking at the his thing, is like one in his last nine. Or something yeah, like that. Two, with, two with in his last ten, fighting. something like that. You know, I mean, so he's 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 on a skid. Uh, yeah, but he lost to Barnett. He lost to Overeem. He yeah. lost to Stipe. <laughs> I mean, like, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who yeah. are you fighting oh, and you're losing to? Like, that's a, yeah, yeah, okay. A, that's a tough lineup, man. <laughs> right. Still, um, <laughs> and he's still Arlovsky. Yeah, before that, before that, before that skid, he beat Frank Mir. He beat uh, Travis Brown. He right. beat Bigfoot Silva. He beat Brendan Schaub. He'd be Mike Kyle. I mean, he, he fought a lot of really tough guys, you know, yeah. leading up to that. So, I mean, he's had a, a rough going the last few fights, but he's a freaking killer. Yeah. He definitely he, – he doesn't seem like he's aged very much. You know? It's pretty crazy. Yeah. He I mean, he's, he's been fighting forever, too. Yeah. Uh, UFC, what would we say, 28? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Except Russian sauce. <laughs> 2,000. He's Belarus. Belarus. Be- you insensitive asshole. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking racist. Uh, <laughs> all those Eastern Europeans. They're all from Russia. 
Um, then it's Kim. I can't read that name from here. Covington? Kim and Cody Covington, yep. Yeah, Cody Covington. Colby Cutting. Colby. I knew it started with a C. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Colby. <laughs> Joe, if you haven't listened, uh, we get everybody's name wrong. Massacre. <laughs> you just screw with his name up? Is that what you said? Yeah. Jim, you're a little low. You're a little I'm low. A little low? A mic or something. I could, I could put a little bit closer in? to my mouth, yeah. I could turn Jim up a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, oh, bam. I sound a little bit louder now in my ears. But, uh, yeah, um, both these guys are uh, aggressive. You know, it's a, another good fight here, 70. 70 is a, a deep This is class. Stun Gun, right? Yes. This is the Kim? Stun yeah. Gun? Yeah. Yeah, Stun Gun is, is – uh, He's one of those guys that, you know, I mean, he's ranked seven. Um, he's, he's a tough fight for, for pretty much anybody in the division. Um, and Covington is, is at 11-1. and one, He's, he's uh, got himself a good record. Who's he fought here? He fought. He fought Max Griffin. He fought Brian Barbanera. He mm -hmm. fought Jonathan Muner and uh his his only loss is to Warley Alves. Oh yeah, in his last couple here. Expand the history. There you go. Mike Pyle. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh this is another good fight. I mean, uh, I've never the the f the farthest that I've fought is Canada. <laughs> you know, I haven't I haven't fought in uh in well, no, I fought in England. England. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been a long Your time. Your debut. My debut. Yep. Um yeah, so I fought in England and Canada, and that's it. I haven't fought. Chris, I, I went to Japan once. Yeah. I hated it. It sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't like it? I, did, I wasn't a fan. Like, So Japan was awesome. It was great that I got to fight at the Saitama Super Arena, but I think I fought it like it was like 7 a.m. on a Sunday. So it was like that was like when I fought. Mm -hmm. So I think they, got, they had us meet in the hotel at like 3 a.m. and then head to the arena, which is like an hour and a half away. And then get there and get warmed up and everything else. It was like it's freaking awful. I'm in the back room, like slapping myself, like trying to wake up. I just <laughs> couldn't do it. And then I got kicked in the neck, and Anthony Pettis put me to sleep for good. Yeah. So it was just I wasn't I wasn't a big fan. So like I'm I, I think when you fight like way off your normal time zone is is a I think that's a big factor. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's I, I've never uh, I haven't I haven't been offered any. Like that's the thing. I haven't. They they've never offered um, a fight anywhere crazy for me um i mean aside from from england i mean that sucked in itself because like it's basically exactly 12 hours you know you get on the plane seven hour plane ride and it's a five hour difference so it's like you leave at seven o'clock you arrive at seven o'clock in the morning and uh i, I did do you want to fight in places like that would you like to go and fight overseas more um there's a part of me that that kind of <laughs> I mean, I'd I'd like to a little bit. I'd like to go there. I'd like to corner somebody there. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's like, hey, I need somebody to go fight in uh, on the next New Zealand card or Australia. <laughs> um, I, I like fighting domestically because yeah. uh, I just think about all the taxes. Yeah. Like, when you fight in Canada, you're paying Canadian taxes. Yeah. Then you're paying United States federal taxes. You're paying United States state taxes. Like yeah. you're, you're paying all that stuff, you know. I think if you go and fight in New Zealand or Australia or anything like that, I think they're going to kill you in taxes, and then you're going to get killed, you know, on all your federal and everything else. Like, yeah. that's honestly that's my favorite thing about fighting in Vegas is there's no extra taxes yeah. anywhere else. Pay extra taxes, you know, even if it's just state taxes or, or whatever. Kind of nice. Yeah, 
No, it definitely is. Uh, it's just I I just haven't had the opportunity to 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 travel too much. You know, I went to Dan fought in Brazil when he fought uh, Paul Harris, and uh, I think I was on the plane longer than I was actually in Brazil. Not yeah. that it w not that it was like I mean Brazil that was that was the first one uh, that they were down there. So even like even Burt Watson was. He was like scared and nervous, you know, like <laughs> for Bert. Yeah, for yeah, and like for Bert, like Mister Cool, you know, like anything happens, he 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 had it and all that shit. For him to be like, do not go off the the, the hotel property, <laughs> do not eat any, you know, it's like, holy shit. Uh, like if he's if he's worried, I need to be worried. Well, they, uh, they don't they don't mess around in Brazil. Like you go and no. join like a, a rival jiu-jitsu gym, and your your car in your house is getting firebombed. Yeah. Like they do not mess around. There, yeah. there is no there's no funny games down there. No. Um, and that was a crazy one too, because my my mom came down and, and cornered Corner, cornered Dan. Uh, <laughs> so it was <laughs> we're like, listen, if she's coming down, she's coming in the corners because she's gonna get taken care of by the UFC. She's not being left to you know left by herself or anything like that. Uh, they fought hard against that too. They they did. They pushed they back. Didn't a want, bit, they didn't want her to do that. She was a team nurse. So. That's it. She was the <laughs> IV woman, so he needed them. That was probably the scariest part. Go Pierre's doctor. He can't go. Is, is smuggling <laughs> IV stuff into into Brazil. <laughs> and like, is there anything in your bag? Uh, no. <coughs> like, dude, am I gonna get like locked up forever? Uh. The, the the last or the the first card or first fight of the main card uh, is uh, Safardine against uh, Dos Anjos. Now was he uh, permanently going up to seventies? He said he was. Yeah, he said he's he's seventy. That's 70s. the plan. Um, if he wins, he'll stay at seventy. If he right. loses, yeah. like uh, uh, fifty five is my place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know this is a. I mean Safardine is he's no joke, man. He's a he's a tough dude. Um, I mean, I mean, so is Dos Anjos, former champ. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about this fight. This is this is probably my favorite fight on the card. Um, you know, two really game strikers, two two guys who are, are you know well versed in the mat as well. And, and uh, Safadine's lost a couple of the last couple of fights, but he fought some really good guys too. Yeah. I think he fought uh, Rory McDonald, mm -hmm. fought Rick Story, fought Stun Gun. He's fought some. He's fought some really tough guys too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I guess Dosanios was saying that you know it's. Uh, he had said he's like I was. I was afraid of dying, cutting weight. So uh, I, I can, uh, I can, I can feel that. I can, I, I can understand that, going up. I personally think that there's, you know, I would like to go up. I'd like to go up. It's just. Being a, You'd like to go up to one seventy. Being a five foot five foot eight one seventy pounder is that's, not. That's asking for problems. I think. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the thing is, I've sparred with bigger guys my entire career, and I know that I could. I know that I could beat them. Um, it's just size and strength. They do matter. It it it. It's yeah. definitely a what, weapon. What, what do you walk at? What do you walk at now, typically? Like, what are you walking at right now? If you stepped on a scale, and I know I probably can't trust you. <laughs> I, 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 um, 
after the dinner I had tonight, probably way too heavy. Probably like seventy six. Okay, yeah. So I'm like I'm like seventy two. Yeah. So you're a few pounds bigger than me, but I feel like those guys are like a a welterweight that's like a little out of shape. He's like two hundred five, two ten. Oh, like those guys are freaking huge. Yeah. Like I, uh, I I feel like I've got a sweet spot, and it's actually heavier than that. I mean, it's when I hit when I hit like one hundred and eighty four pounds, which I don't do that anymore. Um, you know, I, I took weight off. I, I uh, after well, in like 2015, uh, after that fight with uh, Dariush, I had a really tough weight cut for that one. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start trimming down, make this thing a little bit easier. Because um, there was a time where I would walk around between fights at you know around 185, um, and like that was the first time in my life where I weighed more than Dan was one of his fights. He weighed in at 85, and I was like 87 or 88. Well, when he uh, weighed in at 70s, you were yeah, well, bef- even, b- before that. Yeah, even <laughs> before that. Um, you know, and Dan outweighed me at one point by like 70 pounds when we were younger. You know, like when he was a junior in high school, he was 170 pounds. I was 100 pounds. Um, but, like, when I hit that weight, when I hit about 184, 185, my center of gravity, like, drops. And my... My ass gets a little dumpier, and it's like to the pound. It's honestly to the pound, and uh, you know, like I can, I can seriously feel it. Uh, and then moving with the those guys that are you know, two hundred pounds is day and night easier. Um, but like I've I've thought about it. I've thought about going up, but it's like, ah, well, you know, do I do I really want to do that, or should I take? You know, take the weight off, and I decided to try to take the weight off and and just make cutting to one fifty five easier, and make it as easy how as much, possible. Uh, how, how much did all the limousine stuff mess with you too? Because I, I I would assume you got a, you're lifting less and all that kind of stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I it, it you know, it's one of those, it's a really fucked up illness disease. Uh, they don't know much about it. I I personally think it affects your metabolism. Um, you know, yeah. I've, I, I've, uh, I've noticed, and the thing is, is like, I've gotten older, <laughs> so, but it's like, yep. it's only been, you know, two years. Um, so I can't really say that I've, the, the changes that I felt have been just because of getting two years older. So I, I think it's, I think it's been a line, but, um, it's, it's affected me a little bit here and there, but, uh, you know, I just deal with it. Everybody's got something to deal with, so. Um, but like I, when I fought Alves, I, I was walking around even lighter than I am, you know, like I'm, I'm, I put a little bit of weight back on. Um, I was, I, I went into fight week at 162 and a half pounds, something like that, or 162 pounds. So for what the catch weight was, I wouldn't have even had to cut an ounce to, to make the catch weight for that fight. So that's what kind of what pissed me off. <laughs> Did that, did that fight go kind of how you expected it to go, or did, did anything go different, or how did uh, that work out? I it, I think it went I think it went as expected. You know, I I was uh, in good shape. You know, so being being light and being able to move. Um, I I tell you what, I've I hit him square and you know solid a couple times, and he did not even wince. Like, yeah, he's got a a poker face 
<laughs> you, you got to think he's one of these seasoned guys, you know, seasoned strikers that was fighting at 170. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's getting hit by people much bigger. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, but yeah, you know, I think that fight went went uh, went like I expected it. Um, another another fight on the card. Um, Gomi's fighting uh, a guy that we've both competed against. He's fighting John Tuck. Um, yeah. You know, uh, when I, when I fought Gomi, I I pretty much I can pretty much guarantee that he he fought me injured. Um, you know, when I when I took his back, um, he kind of wilted. You know, it wasn't even I hadn't even hit him yet. You know, I think he had a rib injury or something like that. Um, you know, it sucks because it's like here's a guy that before I was fighting the number one lightweight on the planet. He was a killer back in the day. Yeah, you know, and and I mean, there are guys that want to f- they they, they want to fight these 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 guys, and you know they they're still super excited about fighting them. And like I was excited about fighting him because he's you know he still hits like a freaking truck. Um, but I didn't. I, I wanted to fight him the way he was, you know, at his peak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you it's like yeah, yeah. You know, and it's uh, it's it sucks. You know, it sucks because it's like you, you kind of realize that all of us are going through the same shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got a you've got the 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 peak and like. Are you capable of, of staying at it? Are you gonna turn that peak into a plateau and then uh, be able to get out of the sport while you're there, or, or are you gonna start, you know, going downhill? And uh, pretty much everybody's to, gonna to go me, downhill. To me, the thing with like someone like Gomi is like he was so clearly number one for so long. Yeah. And then you know, just like anyone else, time catches up to to us all. It's gonna uh-huh. catch up to you. It's gonna catch up to me. You know, it's gonna get us all. And, you know, it's just to, to see him be such a freaking badass and then, you know, to just not have it, you know, it's just, it, it sucks. You know, we're all, we're all going to go that way at some yeah. point, you know. Do you think there's some aspect, too, of the, of the fight game has been changing, right? Guys are getting better. Mm-hmm. Guys are changing the way they train, the disciplines they train. So, you know, I think you could have had a certain skill level back in 2000 that would not e- even be competitive today. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that? I think all the time, you know, I think you take, you know, Jim or I, or, you know, any a lot of like the modern day guys and put them back in like, you know, early 2000s and it would be just fucking incredible. You know, I think we just we'd steamroll and run through everyone would be like the god of fucking the <laughs> UFC. And I mean, it'd be so much shit we'd be ahead of, you know, like in people you wouldn't be ready for it. Like mm-hmm. jujitsu wise, wrestling wise, striking wise, you know, overall MMA tactics wise, mm-hmm. like just be so far ahead of everyone. It'd be awesome. Think about think about Jim. If you could go back and fight in UFC one, oh, just yeah. you standing across <laughs> the ring from from Hoist Gracie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that arm lock stuff is not going to work on you. You go out there and punch him in the mouth. Yeah. Like it'd, <laughs> it'd be it'd be awesome. That, I, I would, That's what I want VR to come back with. Like I, I don't want to play these video games. Uh-huh. I'll go back to like a, a point in history, a point in time, and just rewrite everything. <laughs> that. Uh, that kick that he would do into the takedown. Be like, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I just sit and load an uppercut. Just yep. wait for that little yeah. fucking shot. Knock his face off. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple other good fights on the card, you know? I mean, it's uh, 
it's definitely a uh, definitely a good one. You know, they they sometimes um, you know you got Aljamain on there. Um, what's Bruce the Lee's yeah, on there. Yeah, Bruce Leroy. Uh, I, I'm gonna butcher his last name, Alex. Uh, <laughs> um, You're gonna butcher Caceres? guy. Yeah. What? Oh, so you No, not not the guy he's fighting. <laughs> Come on, Dad. <laughs> uh, it's pronounced D. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's pronounced um, D. Yeah, you know this is a this is a a pretty good card. Um, you got some guys who are have um, you know have a name outside of just because uh, a lot of times they, they, they just is this card going to be live for us? So East Coast is going to be like ten o'clock. Is that live for us? Is that one of those cards that takes place earlier in the day? I have no know? idea. I have no idea. Uh, can you go back and look at the the thingy there, Pat? It depends on what the thingy is. Yeah, <laughs> eight a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight a.m. Huh? Yeah, but that's not Eastern. That's uh, I don't know what time that is. Singapore time. Yeah. Well, so they're they're probably doing what you're you had to do in Japan, and fighting. Right. Yeah. They're yeah, fighting they Sunday morning. Well, that's that's ETP, Eastern Time, Pacific Time, eight a.m. Eastern Time, five a.m. Pacific Time. Bam, uh, science. But Eastern. Is this time. going on in like twelve hours? Or is this like Sunday? I don't know. <laughs> it says Saturday. It says Saturday. Um, no. Yeah, it says Saturday, but it's Saturday, so it's Saturday for us. Yeah. Okay. I would say I don't know. It's such a weird time slot. We're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, we we weren't sure prepared for yeah, this we, line we, of questioning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're working it out. We're working it out as we go. <laughs> like, we're supposed to know these things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, we gotta we gotta flip the script. So yeah. I want to uh, to ask Joe as a fan. Joe, I'm super excited to get you on the podcast. I want to ask you about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I ask you some I'm question? I'm really excited. The, uh, <laughs> so steel is. Steal his question. You steal yeah, my question. I can cut your mic right now. Well, <laughs> cut, I'll cut your mic. As a uh, when I when I first started watching MMA, I was a huge Jens Pulver fan, and I remember when they announced he was coming back, I was so pumped. And uh, they announced that you were fighting him, and I, I was reading all the articles, and I remember thinking, I'm like, holy shit, man, they're bringing this kid in to get slaughtered. Like he does not have a chance. And I remember you and your team showed up, and you guys had shirts on. And it said, we said, the fear no evil. Fear no evil. Yep. Fear no evil. And you just came out and, like, fucking dominated him. I, I remember, I can still see myself sitting there, like, holy shit, who <laughs> is this guy? What was that like for you going into that kind of atmosphere? Um, so I just, I, I had the attitude. So, like, I was, I was finishing up my last semester of school while we were training for that fight. You know, so I, I, I had won, like, a bunch of fights as a, as a pro, I think I started seven and zero, and then like I won one, lost one, won one, lost one a couple times. I won a three man tournament, and then they called us to fight, you know, Jens Pulver. And I was like, I was just happy to be there. You know, I didn't really think that it, this is going to be more than anything. I figured, I, you know, I get this fight, maybe one or two more, and then be it. I go back to work, and and um, so I was just honestly, I felt like I had nothing to lose. You know, what I mean? it was everything to gain, nothing to lose. I was pumped. I was getting paid way better for that fight than any of my previous fights, and it was only like. 3,000 and 3,000 or something stupid, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> but I was just, I was pumped about it, you know, and I just, I, I knew that he was going to have the better stand-up. I knew that, you know, he was going to have good wrestling. He was like the worst possible stylistic matchup for me, and I knew it, they knew it, 
the UFC knew it. Uh, so I just felt like, look, I'm just going to go out there and do my thing, and I'm either going to get him down, I'm going to submit him, or he's going to knock me out. And just in the process of trying to set up our takedown, we clipped him and put him down, and, you know, we were just we – sure. I, I, we did not think we were going to hurt him at all on the feet. Like, we were like, we've got to throw a good hook so he respects it so we can shoot it and take him down. <laughs> and it just – it clipped him just right. Like, I was, I was as shocked as anyone. Oh, insane. It, that's a tough first fight, man. Like, hey, come yeah. on, fight Jens. I feel Tom like now they, they bring guys in a little bit easier, right? Yeah. Like, that was yeah. welcome to the jungle. They were trying to hype him up. You know, they, yeah. they, they, they knew they, he was going to be a coach on the Ultimate Fighter. They wanted him to come out here and knock, knock me out viciously, and that was going to hype him going into the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we just we completely turned the tables on him and just, you know, fucked up all their plans. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect. Yeah. I, I, like, I like being that guy. I like yeah. being that guy to screw stuff up. I've never been more nervous fighting than the one time in my career that I fought a guy with a losing record. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter who I've gone out against. You know, like, I I get excited. And, and I mean, yeah, like, you, you, get these, you get excited for that opportunity because being in this shit, watching it, and, and, and training, you know that, like, it's that night. It's that that short little time period that you've got to make the most of. It's not. It's nothing else. It's fifteen minutes, and uh, you know you can fucking piss in somebody's Cheerios like you did. Uh, you know more, that was taking a shit and lighting <laughs> the Cheerios on fire. <laughs> but yeah, like I I I was just talking to one of the, you know one of my training partners the other day about it. I was like, you know that I fought I fought Frank. You know went went five and zero, oh, fought Frankie Yeager. Uh, and knowing that the winner of that fight was gonna get the call up, you know, had a tough fight. He beats me. He goes in. He has this fight against Tyson. Uh, and then my next fight is against a guy with with a losing record. You know, it was he was a champ in in the in the organization. Uh, you know, so it was a title fight, but it was still it was like holy shit. Like I just. I just fought Frankie, who who has a freaking UFC win, and now now I'm fighting a guy that I shouldn't lose to. Is that <laughs> Al Buck? Yeah, Al, yeah, Al Buck. I was like, I almost puked in the back, and like I was just nervous as fucking hell. Uh, you know, I was like, you know, I I I got I felt tried to do something similar to me. It wasn't necessarily. Jens, but they when they pulled me in for uh, Polishewski, uh, you know, I was like two, three weeks notice. You know, they they wanted him to get a win, and uh, yeah, I was fired up and ready to go. And you go out there and you, you know, not nervous at all, excited to fight and just you know, just go out and do your thing. Um, but yeah, that 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 Al Buck one was was nerve wracking. He, he had he had like forty fights when you had like ten. Palaszewski. Yeah. That's crazy. That, that That's, like, such, like, a crazy, like, difference in experience. Yeah. You know? But you stepped up. You stepped yeah. up. You, pre you were in a, in, a, in a tough spot. You came out on top, and that's the UFC. Yeah. Pretty sick. Yeah, that was, uh, well, at first they tried to douche me. Um, <laughs> the, the IFL tried to, tried to screw me over. Because um, <laughs> they didn't. They they were like on their way of of going out, 
and they were at the same time trying to reinvent themselves. So they came up with this like other idea of like, okay, we're going to, this is the IFL you're talking. Yeah. 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 They're like, Oh, let's do, uh, let's do, a. uh, it was actually, it was kind of like before the fight. Um, cause I got a call to fight, uh, um, uh, Marcus Aurelio. Um, yep. but we had agreed with the IFL to do this, this, like, they were going to do a whole new thing, this whole new team thing. And like they changed the contracts and stuff like that. So it was like, all right, well, you know, the contract's void. They're like, we're going to send you, you know, we'll send you a new one, all this stuff. And then we got the call from the UFC. And that's when, that's when they tried to, to hose me. They're like, oh, well, we're going to file an injunction and all this crap. And I was like, all right, let's go beat the hell out of him. And then I'll fight. Uh, what's his face too? Um, uh, the baby face is that, what the heck was his name? Not, not Barnett. Um, the, 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 the. Hordesky? Yeah, Hordesky. I was like, I want to fight. After I beat Palachewski, I was like, I want Hordesky next. And they're like, yeah, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> like, let me fight him. But they were going to give me a title shot, though. They were going to give me. Uh, Schultz. Yeah, Ryan Schultz. Um, and then they folded. So. You had a way of doing that to organizations. Yeah, well, you and Dan made them all fold. I mean, like three, maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was that like for you guys? Because now there's like so much more regulation, right? You have amateur fights, and mm. like you're. I remember being at your first fight, and it was a pro fight. And yeah. Joe, I'm sure you kind of had the the same thing, where you just, hey, you on a fight? Here we go. Yeah, I and mean, for, for us, so in Massachusetts, it was kind of weird because. Uh, in the beginning, there was the commission was not involved, and then uh, so all the fights were considered amateur, and like mm-hmm. we couldn't, it was no closed fist punches, it was all open hand, uh, it was no elbows, no knees to the head, mm-hmm. uh, and that was kind of went for a while. And then at some point, the state just started regulating us. They thought that they had control to regulate us, so they were regulating us for a little bit, and then <laughs> it was brought to their attention that they were not allowed to regulate us. <laughs> so then they stepped out. So then it went back to kind of some amateur fights and like mm-hmm. it was just it was back and forth all the time. Um, so it was just kind of it was kind of weird. But yeah, I mean, it was like it's so different now. Like, you know, I, I think about like amateur guys out of my gym now and they would crush me when I first like made my pro debut mm-hmm. in my first, you know, few fights. Like it, would, it wouldn't even be close. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was it was very, very different. Like now it's like, you know, there, there are kids that, you know. The guys I train with, they're you know, 18, 20 years old, and they're like, oh, Hollywood train. I would train since I was six. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I like it when, like, you know, 18 year olds show up and they, they don't know what an arm lock was. Yeah. Not that yeah. They've been, they've been, they have fucking 40 Naga trophies and yeah. belts on their wall. And, you you want to see my samurai sword? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how far it's come. It is. It's, uh, it's definitely wild because, I mean, I didn't start until 21. You know, I mean, I started, walked into the, finally, finally walked into the gym at, at 20. Wanted to do it for, like, two years. Well, wanted to do it for a long freaking time, uh, like, when. So, you didn't you didn't start even grappling and stuff? I know you, I know you wrestled, but you yeah. didn't start grappling until you are 21? Didn't, yeah, I didn't start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu until I was 21 years old. That's crazy. So, I started, I started with, so, I never wrestled. So, mm-hmm. I started with Jiu-Jitsu when I was 16. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a little while. When I, I turned 18, I think I fought like two weeks later or a week and a half later or something That's like awesome. that. So I was like, I was on that boat like right off the bat. Like uh-huh. I was, 
I've always been every every little bit of training I've ever done has always been fighting and grappling and, and jujitsu. Right. I wish I had wrestled. And what was that like when you started at 16? It wasn't anywhere near the level it's at today. So there wasn't a jujitsu gym on every corner. No, no, it was nothing. So uh, I kind of found out by accident. So me and my buddies, we had a trampoline. I had a trampoline. So we would all watch like WF. And then, <laughs> you know, so Sunday we watch pay-per-view. And then Monday Monday afternoon when we all got out of school, we go and we murder each other on the trampoline. And then uh, a couple of my friends started doing jujitsu. And now they just kept fucking pulling guard on me. And I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? These guys are idiots. Why are they pulling guard? And then I'm getting triangle choked. I was like, this is bullshit. This is cheating. <laughs> we we used to... We used to, uh, we'd watch the fights, and then uh, we would go to the, one of the, the local elementary school had this uh, baseball field, kind of like down this hole, so you really couldn't see it. And we would go down there and feel like, at least four of us, four or five of us, and we would just fuck each other up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just a five-person five free-for-all, like, grappling match. Uh, it was ridiculous good old days. yeah the good, good old, old days. the good old days when you could do it like now i everybody get hurt in like two minutes dude so fast so fast you know? I, I think about like playing like backyard football like i used to play backyard football in high school like i'm sure like most kids and like we fucking like murder each other we'd be like taking each other out blindside each other like yeah. if we try to play backyard football now we'd make it like two downs yeah. <laughs> and we'd all be like all right I, I i gotta go to the hospital yeah it's uh Fuck. <laughs> sucks sucks getting old it does right it does i no, mean it doesn't no mm. no it doesn't get old yeah wow um uh, by the way uh i saw on facebook congratulations oh thank you expect the number so, two uh, my wife my, yeah number two on the way yeah awesome what wasn't uh wasn't exactly uh expecting it i'm not sure <laughs> Not sure. It wasn't planned, but I knew I was going to have to give her a daughter. So now I'm kind of like, I want another boy, but if I don't give her a daughter, it's probably going to be three or four coming. So it's like, I'm kind of like, do I just, I'm, I just, I might have to suck it up and just, yeah. you know, hope for a girl and get it down to two and two and done. I don't know. Girls are cool. They're cool. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's definitely different. It's definitely different. I mean, like I seeing it, seeing it like looking here at Pat. Pat just had, th- he just had his daughter. How long? How long? Yeah. She's gonna be a, a year. year this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next weekend. And the dif- the first? difference. My third. His third. Yeah. So I got two, two I got boys. two boys first, and then I had to take okay, care okay. of. Yeah. Uh, so I feel your pain, Joe. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll t- so see, that's that's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about. Getting another boy, and they like, go, oh, you know, now we're not done. We got to keep going. <laughs> Keep pushing on. We luckily never made a conscious decision. They just kept appearing. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how this one happened. This story. Yeah. Naturally conception. Yeah. You know, like two. The second one. The second one is like, all right. Well, we we got this shit. You know, second one's pretty easy, because you still you're matched in numbers now, and you you know what you're doing. I mean, the first one's a fucking trip. The first one's terrifying. <laughs> the first one is is wild. Now now you've got experience as a parent, so it's uh, it's not nearly a, as uh, as like a clusterfuck. Um, it's when you start getting uh, outnumbered. 
that yeah. that things so, get a little so a little my, out of hand. My big concern is that like so right now Joey's like Joey's my only, really my only obligation, uh-huh. right? Like everything else kind of takes a, a backseat, you know. Yep. Like you know, obviously fighting is important, training is important, all that stuff. But like if on any particular day if something's going on and I need to be there for Joey to watch him or do something like this, then that's where I am. Um, but we get a lot of help. Like my mom will take Joey or Katie's mom or you know, we get a babysitter or whatever. And it's easy because there's one of him. So like everything on their schedule can revolve around him. Yeah. But now we're adding two. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, this one has to nap. Well, Joey yep. has to do this and vice versa. Like it's just I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about who's going to be able to help out and how much they're not going to want to help out as much. Yeah. And how old is Joey? Uh, he's three and a half. Okay. So he knows what's going on. Is he pumped? Uh, he's pumped right now, but have you, have you guys seen Boss Baby? Yes. Have you seen that movie? Right, you know, like, when the, when the little baby's, like, in his, he's in his room, he's like, oh, we're gonna read our six songs and our two stories and our six hugs, and then by the end, he's happy to get, like, one hug in, in half of a story. You know, that's gonna be Joey, because <laughs> we have, like, a whole, we had a whole freaking song that we sing him before he goes to bed, like, we have, like, a bedtime routine, we have all this stuff, everything revolves around him, uh-huh. and now it's, like, it's gonna turn his world on its head. And he's not gonna. He's not gonna like it. I can already tell. You can't be prepared for that train that's coming. Yeah. You can yeah. try and warn him and get his head uh, around it, and here you go. He's like, yep. Joey's like a super awesome like little kid. Like he's like sleeps well, like does everything perfect. But he's a little bit OCD. Like <laughs> if like his water is not in the right corner of his table beside his bed. <laughs> I got one of those. <laughs> I respect or, that though. Or if you like. His, his his blanket comes off of his foot while he's sleeping. <laughs> he's screaming at three in the morning. Like, cover my feet, cover my feet. Uh, like, I'm just I'm a little worried that like right now we can kind of keep everything and contain it and keep everything all in line for him, and it's good. And now a little sibling's gonna come over and just just you know fuck his shit up. Like yeah. it's gonna screw up all his routine, all his everything. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be awesome, but it's gonna be a lot of sleepless nights to start with. Yeah. yeah coffee <laughs> i go it's like every time i've had a kid so it's been four times in my fucking life that i'll go and i'll drink like a pot a pot and a half of coffee a day you know like i'm surprised that i still have a stomach you know it's uh my first she didn't she didn't it felt like she didn't sleep for the first like three months uh yeah. you know she was a she was like lactose intolerant and all that stuff so it was like trying to then it took us a little while to get her on the soy and all that stuff and, but then once we did she slept uh so we we, well. we had some of that stuff so joey had a milk allergy mm-hmm. when, when he, he was first born so like so katie was breastfeeding at first but then we were like taking the milk and like separating it in the fridge and, yeah. add, and then we had to add fat to it and do this it was like it was like a freaking like we basically like our kitchen was like almost like a laboratory yeah we're like we're just mixing this and doing that and like just it was tough it was not easy. And then he was sick. Yeah. Just, there was so much crap going on. It's got to be easy this time, right? You yeah. Know, hopefully, a happy, healthy kid, no cancer, mm-hmm. none of that bullshit. Like, I think it'll be easier. I'm hoping it's going to be easier. Yeah. It's it's still scary. They all have their unique, like, yeah. terrors, I feel like. Yeah. But it's yeah. you're, I think you're more calm, too, right? Like, the yeah. kids. My daughter is so chill, and I think it's just because I don't freak out quite as much. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely learn. They definitely learn their personality from us. I think you know, there's there's some part of it that they're just they they're gonna be hell on wheels. They're gonna be quiet or whatever. Like that's ingrained in them a little bit. But I really feel like they they pick up on on stuff that we do for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty it's pretty awesome. It, though, it is at the at the end of the day. It is. You know, I like I, 
even the even the crazy shit, uh, I those moments where like while you're going through it, it it's it you're you're pulling your hair out. You're like what the what the fuck is going on? But you think back, <laughs> you think back. Like this one time, my my oldest son Wyatt, uh, he was like in the midst of potty training, um, and like he started just going out, going you know taking a leak outside. Like that's how he, that's how we started him, and he was <laughs> he was pretty easy with it. Um, well, <laughs> my wife was my wife was. Uh, still working um and i had picked up the kids from daycare so i had i had three of them and my they're all super close like we were ridiculously crazy in that we had four kids in like i even how many years we had five years that is um, crazy yeah it's fucking <laughs> that is crazy <laughs> fucking stupid <laughs> they're awesome <laughs> they're fucking awesome but it's like crazy so i got i got three like babies you know like Three little kids. I think I think Cassidy was she was pretty uh pretty little at the time. Um so Wyatt was only you know, a little bit over two. Amelia was like three and a half. <clears throat> and like I'm I'm trying to get him in, in the door and Wyatt's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I was like, All right, well let's get let's get inside, you know. So I I put him I'd put him down on our walkway, coming up, you know, at the front of the house and uh like I go inside and I put the, you know, Cassidy was in, like, the bucket car seat things, you know. So I, like, put her inside, put the bags inside, and I turn around. And Wyatt's pulling his pants up, and he dropped a deuce, like, right on the, <laughs> right on the walkway out front. And, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, you, you really had to go to the bathroom that bad, you know? And it's like, oh, my God. So, like, I scoop him up, you know, and, like bring him inside so I can I can wipe his ass, you know. And I come back outside to clean it up and the shit's gone. <laughs> One of my fucking dogs had <laughs> fucking gobbled it up and it's like then it like that set me off. <laughs> That's the perfect storm of awesome. <laughs> it was like it was like well, at least I don't have to clean it up now, but holy shit, which dog did it? First of all, it's like so I don't, you know, let him lick me. Uh that's jumping on the grenade. Your yeah, dog yeah, took one took for the <laughs> team. It was dog. like that's a good dog. <laughs> that's a good dog. Uh, so we, we had we had not as good as that, but like so we're we're party, trying to potty train Joey now. Uh-huh. Like he's like he like he goes to on the to the potty like probably three or four times out of five uh-huh. like, consistently. But everyone, but a lot of times in the house we have like no diaper on him, so he's just running around uh-huh. you know with just basically a t shirt on, which is great in theory. You know, yeah. usually he runs to the bathroom and it's good. It's not so good when he's downstairs. And his potty's upstairs, and he tries to make it and doesn't quite make it, and he drops like pieces of shit all the way on every single <laughs> step of the stairway, all the way to the top. And he's like, "I yeah. have to poop," when he's already pooped on the stairs. You can follow him with like a trailer breadcrumb. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> but you don't realize he's pooped, and then you go to scoop him up real quick, and then yeah. you get all poop on your forearm. Yeah, yeah that's, that's happened a couple times. Yeah. Uh. War, war stories. War stories. We're talking about dealing with kids' shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's been through it. They just don't like to talk about it. No. Yeah, I'll yeah. talk about it. Uh, yeah. Don't mind. Hell yeah. If you have a child, you've been shit on. <laughs> there's yeah. no way. There's no <laughs> way around that. Listen, on one of our podcasts, I talk about. I talked about how I shit myself at like twenty. I don't even know how old I'm. Twenty four. I think everybody in yeah. that podcast had a story about how they shit themselves <laughs> as an adult. 
I mean, I was really drunk <laughs> and uh, and and had like two dozen clams, and they didn't agree gonna, with me. I was me. gonna say drunk or, or I got food poisoning one time and I shit myself really yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah, it was it was both, you know. So I had like food poisoning and was drunk as hell. Okay, yeah, so yeah, I mean that's a pass. <laughs> a double whammy. My I was <laughs> my wife still, you know, we were just dating at the time. She still married me, so you know, I must I must you be a catch. <laughs> that's a keeper. <laughs> Uh, so enough enough shit story. So speaking of, of kids <laughs> well, and siblings, you guys both have a pretty unique perspective on mm-hmm. siblings fighting. Yes. Why oh, don't yeah. you talk we about should. that? Talk about that? Yeah. Uh, uh I don't I don't even know where you you ca- you didn't really lead us in that well, Pat. I did. Like you no, you didn't. Joe, was well, that a good you transition? Get about it. <laughs> it was a little rough, but it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take it over. I'll, I'll keep it up. So, so got my, back. my brother's <laughs> asshole. Like, my brother is like... I so remember watching the video of you guys fighting at a barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so this is a dynamic basically between me and my brother. And yours might be somewhere, might be completely different. But, so, I was always the guy that worked really, really hard, but wasn't particularly, like, athletic or, like, particularly, like, super skillful or natural, right? My brother's the opposite. So, he's like... He could not do anything and like, you know, walk out, walk into the gym from outside, freaking reclick cigarettes, reclick freaking, he just done shots of fireball in the parking lot <laughs> and I'll box the fuck out of anyone in the gym. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. that's my, so when it always comes, it's always, she's always trying to like do as little as possible mm-hmm. and then look awesome. And I'm the opposite. I'm trying to like work my butt off just to get it done just a little bit. And, uh, so we were always just like, I can't tell you the number of times we had grappling matches where, you know, he's trying to knee me in the face as I'm trying to get up to my knees or something mm-hmm. like, and it just, it turns a little violent sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're like a pig roast. My parents have a barbecue every year and, you know, he's mouthing off and being drunk and being Danny and we end up getting in a little bit of a fight. But you know, what is, what is the relationship with you and your brother, Jim? Uh, it was never... Like Dan and I, Dan and I always got along. Um, yep. You know we've competitive with each compet- other. Yeah, always competitive. It was always super yeah. competitive. Um, my, you know, Dan and I are the middle two, and so we've got we've got an older brother, and Dan and my oldest brother Michael, they they butted heads a little bit because they were like, when they wrestled in high school, they were, you know, Michael was one weight class below Dan, you know both years that they were together and so they were the same size and and like when they were kids it was the the hot dog and the hamburger is what my parents used to call them because like michael was <laughs> tall and skinny and danny dan was uh a little bit dumpier and not quite as tall until he caught up you know but uh and they were they were always like the same size like like i said dan dan outweighed me at, by 70 pounds at one point so for him to 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 pick on me wasn't you know he was too sporting for that so um but we've always been competitive and like we've always been competitive on the mat. We always we've always gone harder with each other than we did with anybody else. Uh, yep. And not not even really on purpose. It's like we. You can't help it. Yeah, you we 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 trained with each other every day. For years, and it was like developing like I developed my game to beat Dan, <laughs> you know, and and he. He developed his game to beat me. So, like, going against a bigger guy is easy for me. Like, I, I have yep. no problem with it. And him, like, he's 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 a fast. I mean, he's, he's not. He, yeah, well, he used a, to be a fast. <laughs> he used to be an 85 batter. Now he's a fast. 
Well, he's not a fast 240 he's still He's still pretty fast. <laughs> um, but, you know, like – like we would go, with, we would grapple, you know, with with guys who were, you know, bigger than him, and 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 I could do better with them than he would. But like, if somebody was about his size, that was really good, you know, it he'd he'd do well, and and or if somebody's like in between us, he'd do better than I would. And um, so like we always pushed each other. We were always trying to catch each other and and kind of one up each other. But it was never, uh, it never got to that point where it was like malicious. Uh, or you know, like trying to hurt each other, but uh, we always, yeah, we always, we always push each other pretty good. Um, but like, you know, I mean, one of the, I mean, you've been there. The what? I think the the Pettises have done it, the Nogueras yeah. have done it, you've done it, and Dan and I have done it, fighting on the yeah. same same UFC card. Yeah, Nate. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think the I don't think the Diaz's have done no, it. Yeah, um, yep. it's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> Dude, it, it is nuts. I mean, you know? like for for me, like I I care about my fights, but like when I'm like cornering for someone, or mm-hmm. like if Danny's fighting, like it's it's like way tougher yeah. on me mentally. And having him fight, you know, on the same card as me was like a really really awkward. Yeah, not not a good way. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Dan and I did it. We did it. Two times in a row, you know, we fought on, you know, the uh, on the local circuit. I mean, basically every time we fought, we fought on the same card. Um, but yeah, like you got to this level, and it's like, it's it is just different. There's it adds that stress. The, obviously, the level of competition's higher. Um, the the messed up one was the one we, we fought back to back, back to back, which yeah, was well, they, they douched you there, which was cr- <laughs> well, it's not that they douched us. Dan Dan ended up. Uh, who was Marquardt supposed to fight? I can't even remember. I don't remember. Um, somebody pulled out, and and Dan stepped up on like a week to fight Marquardt. Uh, so that moved him up to the main card, and uh, that was wild because, you know, like you said, you you're you always get nervous for somebody else, and you get a, you get a little bit more nervous for somebody that's like blood, you yeah, know, and uh, that was. It was it was probably the hardest thing that I've had to do when it comes to fighting because he went out and he had a tough fight. You know, he ended up dropping the fight. And, uh, you know, there was other shit going on besides just the fight. And it was, you know, it was a, a tough day and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it was hard. It was hard to watch him go out and, 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 and lose and then, uh, and then focus in. But then I went out and I was able to focus and, and performed – you know, like I was supposed to. Uh, but, yeah, it was definitely – it was crazy. And <laughs> I, after that, I didn't – I was like, you know what? We're not doing that again. Like, there's no yeah. there's no point in doing it again. Uh, especially because I was the swing bout. So they're like, oh, well, you know well, – That's you, why they douched you. you they could have put you, you might later. Be, <laughs> they're like, uh, you might oh, be – Oh, you're the, up, Jim. You might be the first <laughs> – you know, you might be the first fighter. You might – you know, they weren't telling – they didn't tell us until, like, five minutes before the fight. That he was going before I was going. How was that? They weren't all because set I was. Up. It was no. It's the the swing bout is there. If things go over, like if because uh, there was uh, the title fight. Um, what title fight was that? I forget this shit so bad lately. Um, 
that was Jones, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was uh, Jones in because uh, it was in Newark. Yeah, um, was Jones. Who did he fight? Shogun. Supposedly, yeah, when he caught the mug. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jones Shogun. Um, you know, so it was like the 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 title fights there, and, and in order to have the title fight go on the pay per view, and and not get cut off, they have the swing bout, which they can either move towards the you know they can keep it in front or they can put it at the end. They did that at UFC 100. Uh, John Fitch ended up fighting after the title fights. Um, but that sucks. Uh, yeah, it, it sucks. Anytime there's a swing bout, it's always like the worst possible spot you can be at a car. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I always I got I got a lot. That one. They, they oh, gave it to me quite a roofs. few. Um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. One twenty-eight. So. Yeah, Shogun Jones. Shogun Jones. Um, so you just you just came back from a, a pretty awesome trip. Um, you were in Iraq, right? Yep. So I, I went to Iraq, and uh, basically, it's the second time I've done it. I did it once in, like, last time I did it was, like, 2008. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had, had an awesome time. It's basically uh, go overseas, visit a whole bunch of military bases. Uh, you do, like, meet and greets and seminars at each base. Uh-huh. So, you know, basically, you know, Depending on the base, you, you train with the guys a little bit, uh, but you take pictures, sign autographs, you meet the guys, talk to them. You know, they kind of explain what's going on with their stuff, and and you kind of explain what it's like fight, being a fighter and training, and kind of you know talking about that stuff. So, mm-hmm. really, really cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. So have you, you, you have you done that any of those overseas ones or no? I haven't gone overseas. Um, I've I've when I've had the fight for the troops, I've done. I went to Fort Hood. Um, okay. and then I went, I went to Fort Campbell as well. And, um, you know, yeah, kind of same things that these guys are not, you know, they're, they're here, <laughs> they're in the U S which is, uh, yeah, totally it, different, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy when you go overseas because those guys, like some of those bases are like, just like the combinations are terrible. Yeah. They have like no water. They don't have, they're, they're using porta potties or, yeah. or they just like, they just call them piss tubes. It's literally a tube that's dug into the dirt. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just like those guys, and then they, they really don't get many visitors. Yeah. You know? And like guys in the United States, they're kind of on like a, it's almost like a nine to five job, you know, like they're, yeah. they're off, off hours. And, but those guys over there, there's nothing to do, you know, like they're on a guard tower for 15 or 20 hours or yeah. something. So it's, um, it, it's really cool to go and get to see all those guys and meet those guys and, and all that, you know, and, and you know, they really appreciate it. They like explaining what's going on and it's just cool for us. Like, yeah. Um, we met some of the engineer guys that basically they're in charge of like you know clearing IEDs and and you know blowing up doors and all kinds of stuff and they, they let us blow off some you know blow up some doors and set off awesome. some C4 and all kinds of really cool stuff that you would never get to do over here. That is cool as shit. I've always every every time that I've gone to one of those things, I I, I keep asking him. I was like, I want to throw a grenade. Yeah, that was what. So, <laughs> I was like, I just really want to throw a grenade, and they're so like, "Well, if you told us a week ago, we might have been able to set it up." <laughs> I went on this one with I was with Diego Sanchez, <coughs> Sam Alvey, and Jake Ellenberger, mm-hmm. and and you know we're, we're taking like the, we're in the airport, and Diego's like, "I want to throw a grenade," <laughs> like he's like talking like I want to th- you know, so he's everywhere we go, he's asking, "Oh, I want to throw a grenade, I want to throw a grenade," and uh, you know, first of all, I would not be anywhere near Diego. So <laughs> Uh, but then, you know, but one guy's like, well, I can't do a grenade, but how about, how about you want to set off some C4? And we're like, yes, uh, I do. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. 
So, so we had a we had a really good time doing that kind of stuff. Hey, we actually had a, a guy <laughs> write in Travis Olson uh, from Fort Belvoir, B E L V O I R. I don't know how. Okay. Blah. And uh, he said he got to meet both you guys on two separate occasions, which is pretty cool. Oh, sweet. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it, it's it, it's really cool meeting all those guys. You know, it's uh, for me, I would love to do it more often, mm-hmm. but it's like whenever they ask me, it's I always I have a fight coming up, or it's like it's like the weekend after a fight, and it's just not enough time to kind of recover and, yeah. and you know recoup. And um, you know, I would love to do you know you know I would love to do you know two or three of them a year. Mm-hmm. You know, go away for a week, but it's just it's always just tough. Yeah, it's always tough scheduling wise. Yeah. I when I uh, when I went to Campbell. Uh, we went to the, the the training training facility the one day, and you know it's it's like cool uh, to go out and to to teach these guys some stuff and and uh, then roll with them a little bit. And man, they would just keep coming. I remember rolling. I mean, you're you got guys that are you know they're like blue belt level stuff like that, and you know, uh, but they're in phenomenal shape. Yeah, and like <laughs> they're just they yeah, they're they're just scrappy as fucking hell, and it's like yep. just they're lined up twenty deep, and it's like holy shit, <laughs> like and the pressure's on because you're like, well, I'm the professional, I gotta like, I gotta yeah. make it look good too. <laughs> Dude, so we went to uh, so we were in Iraq, and uh, the main base we we're out of was Erbil, and. So they set up like an octagon for us and, you know, we had like mats and it was awesome. And, um, you know, we just had like a really good time. And, but the, we, we basically lined up guys, told people to make a line of guys. And the, the line was probably 80 guys deep. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And like, sometimes we go places and guys didn't really have much experience. These guys were all like badass grapplers. Awesome. Like they were all like, you know, blue belts, purple belts. Like uh-huh. they all had like a lot of experience. So it's like, you know, we were in the, in the beginning. I was kind of like taking, you know, kind of letting them work a little bit before I realized there were eighty guys. Yeah, I was kind of letting them work a little bit. And, you know, and it would be like I would go, then Sam would go, then Jake would go, Diego would go, and we just kind of cycle through. So we would get a little bit of time off in between. Uh-huh. But then, like, so I was trying to roll with guys and give them a little bit of time and, and let them, you know, kind of show off. Not let them show off, but let them, you know, have some time going with us. But by like the fifteenth guy, I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, I'm just arm locking guys as fast as possible. I'm so with them, like. No more like giving them time or yeah. giving them things. You yeah. know, you just can't can't fuck around with them. No, nope. <laughs> they're gonna get you. They're gonna catch you. Uh, do we have any uh, any questions on there? We Pat? do. We have yeah. a bunch, so I'd, I wouldn't mind running through a couple. We got one for Joe. Joe, uh, Matt Stevens wants to know how much you think Tough helped your fight game. Uh, I think it helped a ton. You know, it, it was the first time I got to focus 100% on just training and not worrying about a job or school or anything like that. So that part was a was it big. Uh, I formed a great relationship with BJ Penn and those guys, and I moved out to Hawaii and, you know, got to do all that stuff. The media training was awesome, you know, just because we're we're doing interviews every single day, you know, doing the confessional type stuff and, you know, being, you know, being taught how to, you know, repeat questions back and answering complete sentences and, and do all that stuff so that things can be taken in smaller bites instead of, you know, uh, needing context and the, the clip being useless. So it was, it was really good for so many of those reasons. And the big thing, honestly, is like, um, you know, fans develop more of a connection, I think, from the Ultimate Fighter because they see more of what you're about. You're not just some random guy fighting. You know, it's like okay, they've watched you for you know ten weeks or twelve weeks or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, th- I think that part's really good too. Like, I, I'm really glad I did the Ultimate Fighter, but I would never do it again. <laughs> Being that cut off would would suck. Like, I couldn't do it. No, not with kids. That could change everything. You didn't have your son when you did it. 
Obviously, you know, no, no, that was huge. Yeah, yeah, that like, was a while once I had a kid, like there, there's no way I would be able to, yeah. you know, go go for that long. You know, not if there was no contact. If, if we could call and FaceTime and stuff like that, maybe, but no, no chance otherwise. Yeah. So, uh, so Matt Roddy is asking if Connor has a snowball's chance in hell to beat Mayweather. I'm probably the minority, but I think he's got a chance. Now, it's not a great chance, but he's got a chance, and these are my reasons why. One. I think that Floyd, like Father Time's going to get us all. We're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to get Jim and I. It's going to get freaking Floyd, too, just like anyone else. So Father Time's going to get us all. Uh, Connor's mm-hmm. a southpaw, which Floyd has trouble with. Uh, Connor is much bigger. I, I mean, I don't know the last time Floyd. I thought Floyd always fought at, like, 45 or, or so, and this is at 54, a little bit bigger. Um, I think that uh, – so Travis Stevens is one of my good friends. He, he, he took a silver at the Olympics this year in judo. And he told me, like, this is back years ago, but he told me that when he, when he practices, when he goes with someone else that's, like, international, like, really high-level judo, it's like all his feints, all his stuff works very well because they're good enough to react to his feints and do all that stuff, and he's able to counter them. Mm-hmm. But when you get someone that's not as good, they give him way more trouble just because he's, like, doing feints and he's expecting them to mm-hmm. react a certain way and they don't. Yeah. So for me, I think that all that stuff together, I think it's going to be the same thing with Connor. I think Floyd's going to do stuff trying to make Connor bite and react, and he's just not going to be a good enough boxer to react, and he's going to do something that Connor, that Floyd's not ready for. Uh, so I still think I still think Floyd wins. Yeah. But I think I think Connor's got a chance. I do. Uh, it, you know, it's a fight, um, and, and he's definitely got a chance. I I like Connor's the 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 fighting style that he's developed and that he's done so well in MMA with is not a boxing style. Like that's yep. that's kind of his, his stance is not a boxing stance. I mean he's he stands in a taekwondo stance. Um, yep. So I mean like I mean obviously he can he's a professional athlete and you know he's a hell of an athlete um and he can make an adjust make adjustments and 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 change things but um you know the fight's only like two months away, and uh, how much? How much is he going to to totally change it? But like you say, he's got it. He's got a chance. But I mean, Mayweather's. I, I, I feel like he's been planning for this like since the since the last fight, though. I mean, yeah. I think you know talking about Floyd. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, I bet he was doing nothing but boxing since then. You know, the second the second that last fight ended, you know, recoup a little bit and then right back to boxing all the time. Yeah. So I've bet against Connor on every fight he's had. Mm-hmm. Been like, no chance, <laughs> no way. I thought he got lucky well, with bet on Aldo. Because he I'm doesn't have a snowball. No, nope, this is the one. <laughs> I'm telling you, because he he the guy hits like a truck. If he catches Floyd, he's going out. And I think Joe's got a great point. I think he's going to catch him. I think he's going to knock him out cold. Never happened. Bam. Yeah. I, I think too is like because hey, uh, he doesn't have a puncher's chance. He does have a puncher's no, he chance. Yeah. He didn't have a puncher's chance with Aldo, right? No, what he, what had he, do to Aldo? he had a chance with Aldo because Aldo was so pissed off at Dana that he ran out there like a knucklehead and said, I'm just going to knock this guy the fuck out. And he just ran out there like an idiot. He he hits hard <laughs> enough to m- put men unconscious. And well, if Floyd, to Floyd too, but so does, yeah. so does a lot of guys that, that he fought. Mayweather fought a lot of guys that hit a hell of a lot harder than Connor. I don't know if they hit well, harder you than don't Connor. Know if Con- harder, no. but... But the I've reason talked to a lot of people that say Connor hits like, incredibly fucking hard, like as hard as they've ever seen for someone even close to that size, even guys bigger than him. 
Uh, and these are guys like, you know, good boxers that I've talked to have, have said that. So, yeah, I think he's got, I think he's a lot of power in his hands and, you know, catch someone just right. You know, that's all it takes. You know, yeah. and again, I think, I think Connor's probably a little bit faster than most of the guys that, that, that Floyd's fought in recent years too. You know, and it's just it's a little different, a little yeah. little different taste than what Floyd's used to. And, and Floyd is such a counter puncher. You know, if if Connor Connor does stuff a little bit differently, then your your counters are different too. Hmm. Hey, that's an interesting point. Amr, our uh, Muay Thai coach, brought up. He said both of them are counter fighters. It might look like Woodley Wonderboy too. Yeah. Good. Good. I, I mean, like, yeah. That, that is that not a win for Connor? Honestly, absolutely. <laughs> Anything's a win for Connor. Holy oh, shit! Right. It's a win-win for Connor. It don't make any That's difference a, if he gets knocked Connor out in the genius. second round. Connor is a genius. Connor, Connor, you know, makes it to them dinging the first bell to start the fight. Dude, he's a fucking genius, and yeah. you know, he he's got it. Yeah. Anything else there, Patrick? See the tickets. See the ticket prices that got no. released today. Dude, so the lodge, which is like the first like riser section. Is like eighty five thousand dollars per ticket. Eighty five thousand. Yeah, and then like floor seats are like a hundred thousand dollars a ticket. Wow. It's fucking insane. That's that's unaffordable. Well, for us, for yeah. us, it's unaffordable. For yeah. like all like the freaking pro athletes, like the NBA players and NFL players and yeah. Hockey well, see players. now, I think Connor has to share some of that money with UFC fighters. Being <laughs> yeah. as what got him to get there. Not, not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Good thinking. Not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that ain't happening. No, that ain't happening. Um, but good for Connor. Like, I, I think a well, lot of people no, like, it is. I mean, dude, I'm pumped for him. I'm, I'm glad that he's, you know, he's doing all the right things. Like, I'm, I'm glad he's getting paid. The big thing with Connor too, I feel like, is, is he didn't just run his mouth. Like I said, I. I bet against him every time. I'm not necessarily a, a fan of of his style or his approach, but he keeps winning. He keeps. You can fight. I mean, yeah. You can fight. You yeah, can fight. You, you, you can't can. deny it. And you can only discredit so much about you know him running his mouth, but then doing exactly what he said he was going to do. You know what I mean? Like so many times when he's like, "Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that," and like you're just like, "Not a fucking chance." And then he, he's just doing it. He just keeps on doing it. You know, like it's crazy. You know, you got to respect it. I can knock him on using the red panty night line, like on. You can knock him for what? On using the red panty night on oh. like eight different occasions. Like the first time, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Like that's <laughs> that's pretty sweet, uh, pretty sweet line. You, and then you just back too much. Repeat it. You know, it's like all right, we've heard the joke before. I know, I know why the chicken crosses the road. Great line. It's still a great line. <laughs> it's like my kids tell me the same jokes. <laughs> why did the they cookie, tell you the red paint? Why, why, no, yeah. They, why did the cookie go to the doctor? Because it had a sprinkle in his eye. I get it. I get it. Okay, it's not that funny. It's not that funny to begin with. It's pretty hysterical. It's, it's hysterical when you hear it eighty million times. <laughs> Are there any other uh, questions, there, buddy? No. No. no not. Nothing. No, there's nothing. Not. Joe, what do you got blank? coming up, though? You got anything you're training no. for? Nothing. I. Uh... I talked to Sean Shelby like a month ago when he asked when I wanted to fight. Uh, I told him I was thinking August. He's like, well, we're going to, to to Denver, Colorado and Mexico City. I'm like, what? how are we looking in September? I don't want to. <laughs> fuck altitude. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Probably September. I mean, I don't really. It's still far enough out where I don't I really talk to anyone. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was I wasn't telling him before about the baby, but so I, I wanted to fight twice more before the end of the year. So yep. I was thinking like August and then like November, December. But now the baby's coming. It'll probably be like first week in December. So I can't get two fights in between now and December, anyways. Yeah. So it doesn't. I mean, really, it doesn't matter. I, mean, I can fight September. I can fight October. I can fight November. It doesn't really matter. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. You know. How about you, Jim? What do you get going? I'm fighting Pettis. When is that fight? That fight is July eighth. July eighth. Is that the Vegas card? Yeah, it's two uh, two thirteen. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. So, I knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sure you did, Sweet. Joe. Come on. <laughs> don't, get hit, don't get hit in the face like I did. Don't let him come out lefty. I'm trying not to. <laughs> you did that shit to me. I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push him on the fence and take him down. And then he came out lefty. I'm like, wait a second. Hey. Wait a second. Oh, what happened? Yeah. Why are we in the back room? Why are you taking my gloves off? <laughs> yeah. It sucks when that happens. <laughs> I was not, I was really surprised like when I met him like uh, like at Wayne's and stuff like that he had like really really small hands like yeah. just a really like small frame I think he's like he's kind of thick like front to back uh-huh. but like just like his bone structure his body was just like it was like very small it was yeah. kind of weird I mean he kicked me in the face put me to sleep but yeah. that was like the other thing that really stuck out to me yeah, yeah there was I hope, actually I uh, that, uh, Matt Stevens what? was asking about the. Uh, the Diego fight with you, Joe. Did that go how you thought it was going to? Um, yes and no. That was definitely one of the ways we thought it could go because you know Diego goes try and tries to brawl people, and we, we were just working on throwing right down the middle, you know, right down the pipe. Um, I I, I was surprised that I talked, you know, so Diego went to Iraq with me, and we talked about this. Like I expected one or two things. I expected him to rush me with punches right out of the gate, or I expected him to rush and push me on the fence to try to take me down right out of the gate. And he came out and he kind of like backed up a little bit, and so that part threw me off a little bit. Uh, but I expected to to beat him with a you know punch or straight punches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't think I was gonna you know you know hit him the way I did so many times so early. But we we expected to to you know beat him with straight punches. It's nice when a when a plan comes together. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, it, it was all just, it all came just right. You know, I stunned yeah. him once, and, and I, I do a really good job of just, like, if I hurt someone or, you know, you know, just keeping good, consistent pressure and just yeah. not letting him off. You know, it just, it just all worked out for me. Yeah. All right. Um, I, if people are listening, they probably already follow you, but uh, how about you let people know, um, you know, where they can follow you, where they can find your stuff uh so, social media all that all that stuff so every, so all my sites are all slash jolos on so i'm on facebook slash jolos on instagram is jolos on youtube is jolos on twitter is jolos on uh jolos uh it's j-o-e-l-a-u-z-o-n uh so yeah i'm on i'm on everything uh we do video blogs for fight week uh, if you like this podcast, you'll probably like seeing the, the fight week blogs leading up to the two fights with Jim. Uh, those are all on my YouTube or on my Facebook. Uh, try to, we try to hit all the, the social media angles mm-hmm. as much as possible. I've really been trying to d- develop my, my social media game and my, my online presence a little bit more lately. I'm impressed you're doing the podcast. I tried to do one a, a while back and I just like, it just got tough scheduling wise yeah. and. Setting a time side, setting aside time, it was just kind of a pain. Yeah. So I'm, it is. I'm, it is a pain. I gotta sit next to my father on a couch. <laughs> he says brutal. stupid. He says stupid shit 
Well, that's what he's I'm been here he's for. been really well behaved today. Yeah. He has he's been really been. well behaved. Uh, uh, my good behavior. I think he's tired. Pat was gonna. Uh, he's gonna. Turn off my yeah, mic. we've got we've got an yeah. official like uh, mixer now, so, so it's, it's got like he yeah, shut me down real fast. It's like right real down. mute buttons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, want to thank you for coming on, buddy. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Have a good night. Thanks for tuning in to the Jim Miller Podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast so that we can keep bringing you more. Also, check out JimMillerMMA.com to stay up to date with everything that's going on. Thanks.